Listen up, bowlers. Are you looking to gain mental focus over your competition? Do you ever need that extra burst of all-natural energy during league play? MindFrame is the first all-natural supplement packed with vitamins and all-natural ingredients to keep bowlers at the top of their game. Supports muscle recovery and joint support for the day after that long tournament. You cannot continue to neglect your most important tool, your body, if you want to win. Experience the striking power of MindFrame. Visit S3Direct.com. That's S3Direct.com. Hi, this is Norm Duke. You're listening to Above180.com with Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C. and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining us is Managing Director of the National Governing Body for the USBC, Neil Stremmel. Neil, Tim Berg, and Joey Serrar, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, it's great to be here, guys. So, Neil, I'll start things off here. Uh, you've now been with USBC for about 10 years or so. Uh, a very important title you, you have the responsibilities for. Uh, can you give us some insights into what's new at USBC for this upcoming season or what changes are relevant to, uh, say, the general bowling public? Sure, Joey. Um, we've been working on a variety of things from a national governing body standpoint, national governing body kind of covers, you know, Team USA and rules and coaching and equipment specs, um, things along those lines. And, you know, in equipment specs, we had uh, a lot of testing and some data released on the static weights of balls. You know, we've been working in different areas um, on ball motion. And now lately there's been um, some work from a coaching standpoint in the uh, new bowler retention program where we're trying to uh, attract new bowlers and figure out ways to get them to stay longer. Okay, in other words, the drop rate was higher than uh, we would like to see. Do you want to kind of expound on that from past years? Yeah, yeah the drop rate has is, is, uh, always been higher than uh, it should be or than we'd want it to be, and it's been going on for years, as many people know. Um, but one area we we kind of decided to target and realized that we need to target um, as we tried to analyze this data in different ways is that we have over 300,000 brand new bowlers coming into, uh, coming into our leagues, you know, coming into the centers and, and bowling and being a USBC member for the first time. And we're losing those bowlers specifically at an astronomical rate, a very unacceptable rate of, about 63%. So they come in, they bowl for a year, and they say, yeah, this isn't for me, or I didn't have fun. Um, and some people bowl because, or some people quit because, you know, I got a different job or we had a baby, things like that. But when we did our surveys, you know, a vast majority of these types of people just do not come back for the second year. And we've found if we can keep them around for a couple of years, you know, as most bowlers know, you know, you see this a lot of the same people year after year, and we just need to get them to uh, stick around for a couple of years, and then they'll get hooked like a lot of us have. So we've decided to attack it from a couple different directions. You know, if they're not having fun, we need to teach them how to get better. So we need to get some coaching to them, and we've got a, a variety of different ways to get them some quick tips 
and some different things along those lines um, and have something available to them online, but send in some quick tips because maybe they won't go online. Um, and then set up kind of a, a better network from a coaching standpoint so that they can go to a coach and get a, you know, a cheap, possibly free, um, quick lesson to focus on something that maybe would really improve them and get them to enjoy the game more. Then, of course, the, the other big step is, you know, from a bowling ball standpoint, a lot of these new bowlers are using house balls or hand-me-down balls. They haven't had their own ball drilled and fit for them. And that, that's another thing that um, would really get a bowler to stick around longer. If they have their own ball, they're more, you know, more apt to uh, – You hit on a very key point that I want to. Uh, I got to follow up on uh, one of the things that when Joey and myself started this podcast uh, about a year ago, actually, was what we've seen is bowlers wanting to improve. And if bowlers didn't see an improvement in their bowling game, they just got frustrated and they gave up on the sport, which, like you said, does not help us and is where we see declines in numbers. What me, as, as someone who's 35 now or, or close to it, sees is the people my age, the younger people, even younger than me in their 20s kind of are looking for that coaching sometimes or even even younger and they don't get it so how are you guys helping centers to have that coach available because the only thing uh, that I, I think you're right and i think the have a ball leagues have probably helped you guys out where bowlers uh can get a new bowling ball and it's not always just a, a a plastic ball or a white dot they're doing the the mid performance and high performance balls as well so just talk about and expand on how the centers are reacting to this uh because obviously you would think this would be in their best interest to keep more people coming in through their uh, through their doors yeah we're going at it from a, a couple different directions um the first and kind of simplest and we hope is the best is we've just asked all of our coaches, whether they're level one, bronze, silver, or gold, we asked all of them to essentially sign up or volunteer to, to give these lessons, um, give a new bowler a lesson for $20 or less. Some are doing it for free. Um, plenty of them have signed up to, to do it for $20 and we'll list them on you know a new web page that we're going to direct these new bowlers to, the new bowler retention you know, web page. And you'll be able to go in there and find a coach. Um, eventually, we'll have a find a pro shop in there, too. And, you know, if they could go there and find a coach and find a pro shop, we'll all be much better off. But we also have to realize that, you know, plenty of people aren't going to spend the time, even though they're bowling, they just aren't going to spend the time to go, you know, look up, you know, a coach or a, a pro shop. And so we need to go at it from a couple different directions. And, we're trying to, you know, our next step then beyond that web page is to pair up um, coaches with centers a little bit better where, you know, we've just gone through this new bowler, excuse me, we've just gone through this um, new coaching recertification program where we've asked all our bronze, silver, and gold coaches to recertify. And that's another separate long story, but, you know, we used to 
get a coach certified at bronze, silver, or gold. And then we didn't really require anything of them. And the game changes so much so fast that we realize we need these specific coaches to, to stay on top of the changes. We just needed to verify who was still active and who was still good. And so we did this, you know, recertification. And we asked these coaches to take tests. And so that's almost complete. That'll be complete this month. And then we're going to go to those coaches and try to match them up with their proprietors in their areas. And so we can get um, them working together and then also get them the the proprietors to go to their brand new bowlers and say, look, here's, here's a coach in, in this area. He's, he's a good coach and he's willing to, you know, work with you and we'll have some free clinics and we'll have, you know, a variety of other things for these new bowlers. So, so th- I mean, to me, that. Neil, this is long overdue. I mean, uh, and it's going to help everyone in the long run. Uh, when a new bowler signs up and they receive their sanctioning card, uh, has USBC decided to maybe include a flyer along, you know, with that membership card, kind of, you know, stating some simple facts about being a new bowler, how important, you know, a proper fit is, how important some coaching is, um, maybe even a little bit in there of, you know, the second arrow is 10th board, you know, just some information to help them not have an upper hand, but just learn some of the fundamental basics of our game so they can see the improvement more quickly? Yep, and that's, you know, the way you said it, that's almost exactly what they're getting. They're getting a, a new bowler welcome kit, and it's going to have the um, the bowling ball um, option in there and an explanation of, you know, how to get this ball. Um, but it's also going to have, you know, 10 quick tips on, you know, getting better um, as far as release and as far as, just some of the terminology, like you said, you know, the big dot and the second arrow and, you know, what people are talking about, you know, what's a turkey, you know, and just <laughs> some of the most basic things to people that I'm sure are listening to this show. But, you know, as a new bowler, they don't know that. And this will help them kind of get over some of those small hurdles. Right. And, and these are things, you know, most pro shop operators have done pretty much on their own. I mean, I know I have for the last 38 years is, you know, just try and relay a little tip here and there when they come in, just so that whenever they leave the shop, they're a little smarter than when they walked in when it comes to our sport. And simple things, I mean, very simple things, like pay attention to your hand position. Uh, You know, when you throw the ball, are you balanced at the line or do you feel yourself falling off? I mean, it's like once you correct these little things in your game, you'll see an improvement, and any little improvement upon another little improvement becomes a bigger improvement and the bowlers get hooked, like, like you say. And, and that's what we want. Uh, is the goal for retention, I mean, optimistically, is 80% a realistic number? Of that of that new group? Um, right. Yeah. I don't know if 80% is a realistic number, um, but it's, it sure is an excellent goal. You know, if, if we've got them through the door, I don't know why we can't do something like 80%. We've got them through the door. We got them to join the league. Let's all work together as an industry and figure out how to keep them because the hard part's already done. The hard part of getting them to sign up and show up is already done. How do we, we just got to make sure they have a great experience. They improve. They have a good time. 
things like that. And they will continue to come back. They'll continue to buy balls. They'll continue to get coaching. They'll continue to go to the pro shop, continue to open bowl or league play. It's, it's a win-win for the whole industry. And you're right. There's some pro shops that do, you know, great jobs of, of giving tips and giving good deals and doing things like that. But it's just, it's just not universal across the country. And, um, so we've taken some of those good practices that, you know, that you're doing and, and some other pro shops that we've talked to are doing, and we're, we're trying to make it more obvious for everybody to do these kind of things. So right. Neil, well, go ahead, Tim. Oh, Neil, I was going to say, I know over the summer I did some practicing to keep up on my game, and a lot of the houses in, in the Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia area, they would, give you, they would set aside lanes for league bowlers, and they would get to come in and practice for free. What a great idea. Helping your league bowlers to, who want to improve come in and get some free practice. My biggest concern is that a lot of this seems to be during the summer that they work on this. And I know summer is traditionally a time when bowling industries and the, and the bowlers kind of take, take summer off and are outside doing other sports. But I think this would be a great idea to keep this going throughout the year to set aside some time and, and market it and make sure that your league bowlers know when it is. I know a lot of places do uh, give discounted rates and such, uh, but something to keep people involved so they can come out and practice and improve their game and make the coaching, like you said, coaches available at either free or uh, under $20. And that would really be something that I think would help the, the beginning bowler because, as we all know, practice is what's going to make you uh, take that next step and become a better bowler. Yeah, and, and kind of like Joey was saying earlier, you know, this is – this is the time where they can make leaps and bounds. You know, if you're averaging 120, 140, 180, anywhere in those in that range, you know, new older range, it, it doesn't take much to to make a, a decent leap. You know, a decent jump in average, which is it's all these these bowlers are looking for. They they just want to beat their high score. They want to beat their high series and have the highest average. You know, beat their average from last year. And if we all work together, there's no reason why. They can't get to that point, you know, continually. And it's not until you get, you know, kind of an upper average that it kind of gets tougher, you know. So this this is the time to do it. And we're finally spending some time to focus on it and some, you know, time, effort, and money to focus on this. And this is, I, I think, I don't want to call it low-hanging fruit, but this is an obvious area to target. And if we get this group to turn around, this, this can turn around, you know, our whole membership and the whole bowling industry as far as, you know, just these people sticking around and, and being in the shops and coaching, et cetera. So. Right. We, we need to get them excited about the game because you and I know it, it's a wonderful game and it's a game you can stay with uh, well on into your elderly years. And, uh, you know, we, we get customers coming in, Neil, you know, they're, they're a 140, 150 bowler, and they go, yeah, I went up 10 pins last year. And they're so excited about that. And again, we need to kind of keep that excitement, you know, with them, you know, as as their careers progress. Let's say. Now, if we switch gears a little here, uh, the PBA sport leagues are pretty much, from what I've been reading, a thing of the past. And I've been bowling sport conditions now for about since 1998. Uh, we signed up this year to be a sport league as well, and. Since we are no longer allowed to bowl PBA sport, uh, we're going to bowl Team USA conditions as well as Kegel. Can you kind of expound upon how that PBA lane conditioning for sport bowlers is no longer available and, and why? Yeah, we're we're in the middle of uh, you know another discussion with 
the PBA as far as utilizing their terminology and their name and their therefore their patterns um, for our sport leagues. So this past um, season, we just um, utilized and called them, you know, Team Team USA's sport leagues and Team USA. When they bowl internationally, have have a whole slew of patterns. There's actually three banks of four, long, medium, and short, and they're they're all named after Olympic summer Olympic cities. You know, so like Athens and Mexico City and um, Stockholm, names like that. Those are the names of some of the patterns, and um, you know they're similar to the PBA patterns in that they're they're tough. They're different distances. There's, um, you know, a variety of ways to attack the patterns and spend time to, to figure them out. So that obviously made some sense from a sport league standpoint. You know, we want to make those available and um, pull on those patterns because they're sport patterns and they're defined and they're set up and we have programs for a variety of different lane machines for them. Obviously, we want to get this agreement with the PBA going again. I, I think they would like to have it going again it's just you know there's a lot of different aspects to uh you know relationships and you know we have the masters tv show and we have a lot of other things going on we obviously cut staff at um usbc headquarters and you know eventually it's just we need to uh you know do what we need to do we did what we had to do back then and um so now i think we need to try to get this ironed out again and, and move forward so you're saying there is a chance that PBA patterns will once again be part of the sport program? Yeah, there's definitely a chance. Um, I'd probably put it at over 50%. And when we get that ironed out, assuming we do, we'll we'll come out and say, you know, here's here's where we are again, and we'll come out with a press release and explain the explain the situation. Neil, what is the USBC doing? Because like Joey mentioned, he's in a sport league. For me to bowl in a sport league, I'd have to drive over an hour each way. Is the USBC actively trying to get houses to participate in sport patterns? Because I know that's kind of a a touchy subject because then obviously the scores are going to go down from people and their averages are going to go down. But is the USBC trying to make it a a bigger incentive or incentivize these houses to uh, come up with these sport patterns and to put them out there? And I know you you guys tried the red, white, and blue, which seemed like it kind of took off in certain parts and then it didn't take off. So are you guys trying to do anything to get where almost in any city, any major city, you can go and bowl in a uh, USBC certified sport league? Well, that definitely would be the goal and, and have it such that people don't have to drive very far for this to occur. But um, we really want it to be a, a boulder-driven program. If you try to tell the proprietors, you know, you need to have one of these, and then they they set aside a you know a specific date and time and they just don't get the bowlers that that want to join you know it ends up being kind of a a lose lose situation you know that they decide they don't want to listen to usbc because you know we didn't help them and they lost you know a time and space in their in their center so we really want to try to have it be driven from the bowler standpoint and typically what we find is you know, it really takes one person to kind of step up and take charge and say, I want to get a sport league together. And it's either, it's typically either like the lane man or the, the pro shop guy or who ends up being the league secretary saying, yeah, I've got a group of guys we want to, and girls, and we want to 
you know, put a sport league together and start working with the proprietor, and then that's how it really takes off. Um, it is difficult to, to get one started during the normal year, um, right. you know, the normal season. And that's why we see a lot of them, you know, happen over the summer. And we're trying to get the, the ones that happen over the summer, get those people in that, you know, mentality that the proprietor has going, say, okay, let's keep this going throughout the year. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Um, another way that we are trying to get them going forward is the red, white, and blue. You know, the, the red is really still just a house shot, the red patterns. Um, but white is a little bit tougher, and blue is a little bit more challenging than that. And then, of course, the next step sport. Because it was such a large jump from, you know, a red pattern or a house pattern to a sport shot. And then this way, you know, some leagues can bowl on, you know, red, white, blue, and then sport like over the course of the year. In fact, one of the leagues I'm bowling in down here in Texas is, you know, we're starting on white and then we're going to, we're going to go to blue. And, um, that's kind of a natural progression because it's, you know, you, you kind of work on your game, but it's not too hard yet. And then, and then, okay, now you've worked on your game and now you're ready for it to, you know, get a little more challenging. And so you're prepared. And then of course the thing I like about it is, um, you're ready to go bowl you know, like the national tournament or your state tournament or what have you, because you've, you've worked your way through the progression of, you know, easy, medium, hard, and then you go bowl some of these tournaments and you, you're a little more prepared, um, but it doesn't slap you in the face. You know, I haven't bowled all summer I, <laughs> myself and, um, you know, want to start off on a sports shot on day one, cause it's, it's going to be a little bit of a grind. It's going to be a while till I get sharp again. And this way it kind of works you into it. So those are the kind of things we're trying to promote. We're trying to get to, yeah, I think the perfect league is you bowl a quarter on red, a quarter on white, a quarter on blue. And then by that time, by your fourth quarter, we've come out with the uh, open championship pattern. And that's a sports shot. So you bowl your last quarter on the, on the open championship pattern and you're, and you're ready to go bowl the open. Right. And that's typically what our league will do, Neil. We bowl three weeks on a given pattern, and uh, we do start off with a little bit of what we think are the easier sport patterns early in the season, let bowlers get acclimated, let their game sharpen a little bit, and then uh, typically after January 1st, what we'll throw in the USBC open pattern uh, so players can kind of get a feel for it. But, you know, I'll tell you, one of the, the beauty of bowling sport conditions, this for years to newcoming bowlers into our league is, it really opens up the lane for play in that by the end of the year, you'll feel comfortable from second board, seventh board, you know, 18th board. You're not just stuck playing between, you know, boards eight and 13, 90% of the time. And, and just having that comfort and familiarity with different angles on the lane. I mean, it's like the world is your oyster. I mean, it feels so much better when you know you can play the entire lane comfortably instead of feeling like a fish out of water when you move five boards to the right exactly and then you're exactly right with that you know if if you go to you know the state tournament or an open championship or just you know any tournament and the shot is you know right a five or left a five for a lefty and you're just not used to that area yeah yeah it may be an easy shot but you're just it's too close to the channel and i just can't play there and it's just a waste of time going to that tournament. So this helps you prepare for, for things like that. 
And we are trying to get the, uh, and we have had a handful of states run their state tournament on blue. We'd like to get city tournaments to run their tournaments on white. And that way, even the people that bowl, you know, in a, a house shot, you bowl on red all the time. If you go into the city tournament, it's, you know, it's a little bit tougher. If you go to the state tournament, it's a little bit tougher than that. But again, it's a progression. It's, it's logical and hopefully gets people to move their way and understand the challenges and understand how lane conditions can impact, you know, scoring and accuracy and things like that. Neil, we're going to have to leave it at that. Neil Stremmel, Managing Director of the National Governing Body with USBC, uh, taking some time, as uh, valuable time as he's trying to help things, like he says, get league, uh, get bowlers more interested in the sport and keep bowlers and retain bowlers. Neil, we're going to have to have you back on again at the end of the year and just go over some of the stuff we discussed and how it worked because uh, I know you guys are doing your darndest and we're going to do our best to help keep bowlers in the sport as well. And uh, continued success and uh, all the best, Neil. Yeah, great. We we appreciate it, and we can use all the support we can get. Thank you. Thank you, Neil, for joining us. And, uh, again, there's always going to be an open line of communication uh, between us here as well as you know, I think all pro shops should have that open line with USBC and because uh, we're kind of the, the, the last uh, connection they have before bowling their leagues, and more so than even a proprietor in a bowling center. They, they talk to us. For Tim Burke, Joyce Serrar, and Neil Stremmel, good luck and good bowling.